Well, hello and welcome to this week's podcast. This episode 50. Can you believe it? We've actually made it to episode 50. And because it's such a special occasion, we've got a really, really special guest this week. Um, and, you know, I'd really like to introduce you all to Thomas Heaton. So, hello. To- oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so... Uh- Tom asked me to stand in for him because, uh, quite frankly, you weren't paying enough for his fee. So, you know, I, I work for cheap, so, you know, I thought yeah, I'd stand really. in for Tom. Plus, it, you know, it's Friday night, so he was down at the Bondage nightclub. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, he, he was there last night as well. Yeah. <laughs> and the night before. <laughs> he can't get out. He's tied yeah. up. Stuck. Yeah. I can give yeah. So, so he's stuck oh. with me. Sorry about that, you know. That's all right. No, no, seriously. Go what you'll do. And who are you? You sound Sorry. like you're from Yorkshire, so you'll be all right. Yes, I am a Yorkshireman, uh, Huddersfield born and bred. Oh. And uh, living in Canada now because uh, I got exiled because uh, just some trouble with the police, you know. Yeah. So now I'm in Canada. I mean, Huddersfield, it's, it's such a, a glorious place as well, Gavin, isn't it? It's like <laughs> the wonder of the world. <clears throat> do you know what? Huddersfield is... It's quite a pretty town. What I, what I miss about it and what I no. loved about it at the time no, no. is there's lo- loads of rolling hills and, like, old churches and old architecture and stuff like that. It's, it's quite a cute, cute little town as far as, as, far as Yorkshire goes. Mm. Surrounding areas, maybe, yeah. Yeah, home Firth and all that kind of stuff. Firth, Marsden, yeah. it's... Yeah. So how, how long ago was it that you left the UK to move to Vancouver? I, I left in 2007 and... Uh, you know, it was it, the UK was different even back then, as as was Canada and Vancouver Island in particular. It was very different back then. Now it's, you know, what what's ironic is I left England because I just couldn't deal with the rat race and how busy it was and overpopulated and expensive. I moved to Vancouver Island, and 14 years later, it's turning into England. It's all of them things, yeah. So yeah. it's. Now I'm thinking, well, maybe I should move to Nova Scotia, you know, so... <laughs> to Greenland. Yeah, we'll see, what, we'll see what happens next, but... It's, uh, it's, it's all those English photographers moving over there and it, just... Honestly, it bloody is. It's, 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 there's so many Brits here. I, I, yeah. I tried to escape the Brits and they're just, they're just copying oh, yeah. me, you know. It's really odd, though, how I've noticed there's loads of British photographers in Canada and they do really well, actually, on YouTube... And the American photographers just over the border don't seem to do anywhere near as well. I don't know whether that's demographics or audience or what. It's I don't know. It depends on how you how you define doing as well. I mean, if you look at Shane Bloom, like Shane Bloom's like a, a photographer rock star, you know. So he's doing he's doing great. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's just that. They all kind of, all the Brits just kind of congregate in British Columbia. They come to BC because it's, you know, we escape England because the weather's shit, you know. So you come to to BC because the weather's good, right? Mm. You know, so I think that's why we all end up here. But I don't know. I think there's probably just as many that that try on YouTube and kind of struggle to to get going. You know, it's it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig, man. It is. Certainly is. So before we go any further, I have to say that uh, I had a comment. Uh, someone posted me a comment this week, uh, or actually messaged me, and they said, "Right, well, I'm just going to pull it up here." It's not they fun. said, "No, no, no, no. It's not about me. This one, fortunately." They said, "Don't know if you're still checking in on your Facebook, but one for the podcast that has, has anyone else noticed 
that Tony Blair looks a lot like a certain vlogger. So I'm going to share the screen here. This is the latest photo of Tony Blair, right? Yeah, there, there you go. Who does that look like? Ah. Oh, God. Hello, oh, and welcome yeah. to another yeah. episode of Landscape the, Photography. So if I just, if I just um, move over... <laughs> oh, I thought I did. Right, can, can I can I just say before <laughs> yeah, yeah. before you go, I watched Gavin's and then I watched um, Adam's latest video, and I just looked at his hair. But do you know, he remind me of he reminded me of Zelda from Terrorhawks. Yeah, oh, yeah. You you oh, cat weasel. Honestly, that hair is so long now. Yeah, yeah. Get it cut, Ed. Come on, mate. I, I, I think as long as everyone keeps complaining about it, I suspect he'll continue to grow it. Because it just it turns into a thing, you know. And when when yeah. when there's a thing, Adam likes that. He, he likes <laughs> he likes to dig his heels in. Oh, you, you, this irritates you? Okay, I'll continue. <laughs> you know, which Sounds I like. Like, I like that about him. Sounds like most guy. of us, doesn't it? Really? I think yeah. Right. Yeah. No, he was brilliant actually. When we had Adam on, he was yeah. fantastic. He really and was, he's—I yeah. have to say—he's not afraid to tell a story either, is he, Adam? Which is which was really good, really, really. good. No, well, we we obviously met up with Adam on the Monday prior to the Friday recording, which we do kind of with kind of most guests, you know, just to make sure audio's working, and and it's normally only about fifteen minutes we're on for, just to make sure everybody's happy. But when Adam joined us on the Monday, I think we chatted for about. An hour and a quarter, didn't we? Mm, yeah, and in yeah. the end, we thought, right, we've got to go because we're kind of getting all the best bits are, are going on this kind of pre-show <laughs> chat. So, but yeah, yeah, lovely guy. Got a lot of time for him. Yeah. Well, he As, told me he, the only reason I came on this is because he, he told me that you paid quite well. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just you know, we we'll sort that out afterwards on, well, on doing PayPal. Luncheon no, vouchers. <clears throat> yeah, um, Subway. Yes. I think going away were, um, what, three Yorkshire puddings last time I checked. So. Oh, yeah, that'll do, because I can't get any here. So, that yeah, all right, exactly. deal. Ooh. Perfect. Yeah. Well, you've got to come and collect them, though. That's the only problem. Oh, well, uh, I'll see you in 2049, then. Frozen ones. Not pre-cooked, frozen. Aunt Bessie's. Aunt Bessie's. Is there anything other than Aunt Bessie's? That's the question. That's the question. So, shall we move on and actually? My auntie Gladys's were quite nice. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> right, move on. Yeah, shall we move on? All right, let's move on and talk about a subject then, a, a topic. Now we've got a few. Let's. I'll tell you what. This one's from Jamie. Actually, this one's from you, and it's you asked from a vlogging perspective: Do we prefer sunrise or sunset? And also, I think I think this was. James added this little tack, this little bit on the end. What's the earliest you've ever got up for photography? So, Jamie, seeing as you asked the question, which one do you prefer? And I'm guessing it's sunset after that. Well, yeah, because the reason I asked it, because I've been doing a few sunrise shoots, and you know, when, and I'm talking about it from a vlogging perspective here, not from photography. So, when, when you're vlogging, you normally, you know, you want to prepare, you want to tell your story, you want to get a big B roll in and lead up to, you know, the crescendo, which is the, the killer shot, don't you? And with sunrises, of course, you, you don't get the luxury of that because no. generally you're, you're turning up maybe half an hour before the sun rises if, if you're organised enough, if not as the sun rises. So you've got no chance to really do much B-roll and whatever B-roll you can do, you're in the dark, so you can't really see it. So, you know, all, all of what's going on is right at the start of a vlog. You know, the sun is rising, there your best pictures, there your best light. And then after that, it tends to tail off. You know, the sunrise as harsh light comes, think, well, you're then searching around for another shot and it tends to tail off. 
Whereas if you do a sunset, of course, you can rock up middle of the afternoon, you can prepare your B-roll, you can prepare where you're going to go, you can get really set up ready for your sunset, and then of course sunset doesn't happen, but if it does, at least then your you know, your peaks at the end of the video rather than the beginning. So yeah, yeah I, I, that was the reason I, I sort of posed the question, because I hadn't done a sunset shoot for ages, and I did one last week, and I just liked the, the, the ability to just plan the b-roll and just work up to the sunset rather than just panic as soon as you get there um and then worry about what the hell i'm going to do now to fill the rest of my vlog uh, 100 I, I i prefer yes, if we're talking about the lights i prefer golden hour actually to the what? actual sunrise or sunsets so I either you mean that's what sorry when you say golden hour you mean either side yeah yeah, I think that's lovely like that. You know, I, I, I can't remember really ever shooting a really colourful sunrise for quite some time now. And I'm with you, Joe. I mean, once you've shot it and, you know, you can't get a lot of B-roll before that. As I say, we're talking from a, a vlogging point mm. of view. But obviously, if you're in the mountains, then really it doesn't matter too much, does it? Because you kind of get that, that moody cloud all day. So you're not relying on that very small window of opportunity if you're in the mountains or you like it you get stuck in the dark aren't you? so you're coming down off the mountains yeah. in the dark which you tend to want to avoid i've always preferred sunrise because i just feel it's just a better part of the day it's mm. quieter i always i don't mm. i don't struggle with managing getting b-roll it's all part of it i suppose yeah don't get me wrong i prefer sunrise as the part of the day i love a sunrise in the morning i'm just talking about from purely from filming a vlog you know, planning a video. Is, yeah, planning a video. It's just easier to do it for sunset than it is sunrise. Yeah, definitely. But of course, yeah. then if you're Dave, you'll camp overnight and you'll do both, I guess. Sunrise and sunset. Yeah, as I did camp. on the last one. Yeah. But I mean, you do that a lot, Gavin, don't you? I mean, you, but you, you'll often do quite a long hike before a sunrise. But what you're after is the light on the peaks. So the sun needs to be up before you really start shooting. Not really. My, my favourite light is about... 25 minutes before the sunrise and that that's just my absolute favorite that you could possibly get so you'll find like even even before the sun has risen you'll still get this this it's not as pronounced and as contrasting as, as the glow that you get once the sun's come up but you will still get this very subtle glow and at the time that you're shooting it you don't think it's that big of a deal but when you actually look at your images afterwards and you tweak them a little bit with the contrast, you, you can really make that light, that soft light, seem more pronounced and exaggerated. But it's the, it's the colours and there's a certain mood to it that, that I am just enchanted by. So sun, sunset's great, but sunrise, and like you said, James, it's, it's dead. There's never anybody there. You've got the whole place to yourself. There's a chance of getting missed. You've got the little birds making their noises or whatever wildlife there and is, you know. You've got your day ahead of you as well to enjoy the rest of the day. Mm. And if you it's a good one, after. if it's a good sunrise, gives you that sort of spiritual lift, you know, where you, you just feel optimistic for the rest of the day. You set up because your day yeah. began brilliantly and you forget the fact that you got up at three after 17 minutes of sleep, and, you know, faced like a neglected avocado. And, and you just, you know, you forget all the misery and you just think, oh, man, this is how the rest of my day goes. And then you remember you've got to hike 25 kilometres down a mountainside and you, 
get depressed. <laughs> you see, that's something I never worry about because I never get that far. I never, I never go that far up to have to worry about coming that far down. So it's always <laughs> that's been about you, time you did. You are spot yeah. on though, actually, about the, that light because often I used to find when I first started going out and, and taking sunrises that the best light was always as I was driving towards it. Yeah. Sort mm-hmm. of about half an hour, like you say, beforehand. And you just see it and it's a sort of really gorgeous sort of red, purple. Like, oh, this mm-hmm. is going to be a really good sunrise. And often when you get there and you actually get set up and the sun starts to come up, it isn't so great. It's that first yeah. bit that you drive when mm-hmm. you're driving into it. So, yeah, you're spot yeah. on, I would say. That. The thing and is, Jamie, with your B-roll, what you want to do is film yourself getting in your car the night before and just you don't have to film it chronologically do you <laughs> true you just yeah. chuck some shit together film yourself making a cup of coffee one afternoon with a blind down you know all that sort of stuff they do all you've got to do is get a kipper slap it around your face a bit so it looks like you just got up <laughs> there you go you've got an intro <laughs> plus you've that, that's your after share for the day as well <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Track the midges a bit, but yeah. Do, do you yeah, actually yeah. film the kipper slapping though? That's the question. Because that <laughs> must be good. Should. Yeah, I think there's a market there. Well, well, there's there's a video there, isn't it? How yeah. I shoot my B roll. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With a fish. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. what's the earliest then? What's the earliest you've ever got up? Because I'll go with this one. The earliest I've ever got up to shoot uh, a sunrise is eleven a eleven p.m. I actually, where were you going? I was going to Snowdonia. So actually, I actually got up. I went to where bed were you? At, South of France? No, I went to bed at 8. I went to bed at 8 o'clock in the, in the evening. I got up at 11 p.m. I drove to Snowdonia and I was, uh, I was early. <laughs> I was about two hours early. And I sat there. I'll tell you where I was, Dave. I was at, I was at Capel Keurig. And oh, I was... Good spot uh, for B-roll. Yeah, I was um, not... not, not Climumbia, the the one before it, yeah, yeah, you know, but there's like a hotel there, I think. So what I thought I'd do, got it completely wrong. I thought the sun would come up over the top back of Snowden Horseshoe, and it actually comes up completely opposite direction. But what yeah. I thought I'd do is I would go and take some because there was a beautiful moon. So about planning. Oh, ter- yeah, well, I, was, I was brilliant at it then. And I was well, yeah, bloody sun. I thought, Where's no, that I, sun? I thought I'm gonna get some really nice shots of the moon because the moon was looking great, and it was there was quite a nice sort of. Uh, really blue light. This was about, I don't know, quarter past three, half past three in the morning. And uh, so I, I sort of trekked, sort of got, got out of the car and wandered down and it's all rutted like that. The whole area was like, I fell over, I must have fell over about 15 times and then took some of the worst shots I've ever done. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> that worked well. Result. Well, I got up about 11 uh, p.m. once to traipse all the way across to Home Fen and there wasn't a single mountain <laughs> but I did get the mist for you though mate. I was a bit short changed on that one plus I had to sit in the car with Mally for three and a half hours oh Jesus God. torture what's that like is that is that fun actually it is he's great he's better than radio two yeah tell you, all day long is he is he just non-stop is he is he like oh, that yeah. all the time yeah there isn't a mute button <clears throat> right now Mally's no. great actually because he is he's genuinely who he is you see him yeah. on videos, and you think no one could possibly be that excited all the time. But he is. He genuinely is that excited. Every time you see him, he's like, that that excited. Yeah, he's, he's a lovely bloke. Got 
it's a shame. Forty-year-old really. puppy. Yeah, that's exactly it. Tig- what, what's uh, Chris Al Tig- calls him? Tigger on acid. Tigger yeah. on acid. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's quite accurate, I think. From what from what I know of him, you know, I did that did that one podcast with him, and uh, we had a good chuckle. And I think one day I'd like to I'd like to meet him and do a little skit. Because I think it could be quite hilarious. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he'd definitely be up for that. Yeah. 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 If, if he, he paid his airfare, he'd be over tomorrow. I should think. <laughs> I, I I can't even pay my airfare these days. <laughs> it's it's no. Let's not let's not go down that road because people will just click off this video and disappear if we start getting all all negative and talking about reality because reality is just too dark right now. I don't know. I've been doing that for fifty episodes, and we're doing all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. Our pub, our rules. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, anyone else Fair been enough. up? Re- What's the earliest you've been up, James, to go somewhere? I'd say about three o'clock. Yeah. So not much. Really? I, I always drive to. Yeah. Well, I drive to the late district. Oh. I spend standard, all day then and come. Standard come back. for me is getting up at two in the summer. Mm. Standard. I thought I thought I need at least. Three, two, three hours kip at least. I need some kip, or else I'm just pointless. Mm. You know what I mean? I just, I need, I can't just get out function without some kip. So I can't do what Dave and Molly did. I'm with Dave and Jay uh, and Gary. I got up at <clears throat> half eleven last Friday. Um, yeah, but you went to bed at three. Yeah, but I do that anyway, don't I? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. I kind mm. of I get home from work, have something to eat, go straight to bed. I'm normally tucked up in bed by six o'clock, reading my book. <laughs> And it's then, no uh, good pretending to be old so you can get your vaccine quicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, woke up at half 11, left at 20 to 1, headed to the Lake District. Absolutely loved it. What a weekend. Felt so good to be back in the mountains, it really did. Shocking weather though, wasn't it, when it came to photography? Yeah, Last but weekend. For, but for hiking, it was good. Oh, fantastic. Hiking was superb. Yeah. I think when is... you get to the summer, it's almost, it's almost pointless going to bed because... For me, you know, you'll you'll stay up till stupid o'clock to shoot the sunset, maybe 10 p.m. or whatever, and then an hour and a half, two hours later, Milky Way pops up, so you shoot that, and then three, four hours later, the sun's rising. So if it's summertime for me now, I just don't even bother because it's just I don't sleep anyway because it's just so uncomfortable. You know, you're up a mountain on this crappy inflatable mattress. And I don't even sleep that well in my own bed. So, you know, given the conditions, I, I've now got to the point where I just feel like, why bother? Just just stay up, uh, film some shenanigans, eat some chocolate, drink some coffee, and then just get shooting, you know. And then the next day, when I'm exhausted and I get back down, then I'll just, I'll just sleep when I can, you know, and sleep for as long as I can. Um, but it's different in the winter, though. Winter's far more... Uh, palatable in terms of your hours oh yeah winter's mm. well for me winter coming into spring is the best time because you've got that period of time where it's not too not getting light too early and then when it does the clocks go back yeah no forward clocks go forward plus the, plus the conditions are usually again. better as well mm. i find the weather conditions are better you know autumn and winter you get your more mood don't you in comparison to your summers and yeah so it's, it's, Summer to me is just about hiking, really. More about the hiking. Which makes me and ask then, the question why we're taking a break. <laughs> why we're taking a break over summer? It's like we're taking a break the worst Well, I, I'm morphing my channel into a hiking channel, so I don't give a shit about the photography anymore. I might as Come well. and join me yeah. for a, a nice walk. 
15 so minutes I. of B-roll. So you're say. doing that, Dave. Those channels oh. do great, don't they? You know those channels where it's just some guy, yeah. you just see the back of his head, and he just he's just walking into a beautiful composition for like four minutes, and then another one, and then another one, and it's and they don't speak. They just put music on. There's mm. no talking. It's just, how oh, easy I was thinking is that? Of, oh, get a long blonde wig, a false rat, <laughs> and learn how to sashay. <laughs> from behind happy day exactly I'll have, I'll have 100,000 subs in no time change your name to Davina Davina's van life you'll be fine exactly we'll... I could do it you know and then one day do the the mask pulling off reveal <laughs> yeah I've seen you sachet Dave you could definitely do it uh, thank you very much and uh, and that'll be alongside my um, my pie sampling channel oh yeah I've got about that yeah Still going to do that. I'll tell you what other channels do really well, and that's reaction channels. Have you you ever watched them? Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Just reaction. So people watching videos. So people... (laughs) Almost like, yeah, I suppose almost like a... No, no, not quite like a goggle, but yeah, I suppose it is really. So it'll be, I don't know, like normally a lot of Americans, they'll react to like British TV shows or British comedians um uh, yeah. we should show them love thy neighbor or something see how they get on I with don't that i think you can quite get that anymore david a yeah no <laughs> i think we should do one that's a, a reaction to photography blogging so you could have someone you know sit there and go you'd love that gary wouldn't you oh what, gal, what are you talking about we would get closed down within the first yeah. episode say like i put your priority because he recorded that now, he's whacked himself around the face with a wet kipper to make himself look tired. It's a load of I must rubbish. admit, I did, I did yeah. a gentle ribbon of a, an anonymous vlogger oh, yeah. and got all sorts of crap in my comments for it. Mm. I still haven't admitted who it was, even though people have assumed they know who it is. But um, no. Are I, people's I, assumptions wrong, dear? They, they could well be. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back and watch that. <laughs> I, I, I thought the way you delivered it was excellent. It was a Good. terrible lead-up to a really weak punchline. I, I need to take some lessons from Gavin on how to do a proper piece because mine was rubbish, and all it did was got me people saying that I'm a nasty little man and quite was it oily? Oily, Dave. oily, oily Dave. little man. What is that in your you latest video, rag. Dave? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good. He said, "He said, who are you gonna make fun of next? People with a speech impediment or that stammer?" I said, "No, it'll be self-righteous tossers <laughs> if, if the cap fits." <laughs> well, you can't, you can't do, you can't do impersonations of anybody anymore. You can't do piss taking. You can't do accents. Um, you, you, you know, it, it's just. Humour now, yeah. comedy, is so hobbled and so mm. censored and there's so much of a, of a lack of a sense of humour in so many people, especially this, this woke cancel culture. I just going to say that. And, and it, it's really difficult for comedians now. There's, there's things that I would love to do. I have ideas, you know, and I just, I'll never be able to do them. I'll never get away with it. 
I Why tried it on this channel and Gary censored me. Honestly, the I, stuff... I, I, I couldn't get past him. He's so woke. It's painful. <laughs> Mate, the stuff you did when we were talking... I'm not even going to mention it. The stuff you did when we were talking <laughs> about Far Eastern camera yeah. manufacturers... I remember it well. I could not keep that in. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That had to go, Dave. That's all right. I'll just do one on my channel about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, it it would right. have been an episode of Father Ted and, yeah. oh, we hear you're a racist now, David. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, you're right, though. You can't say anything. Do you know, we, I keep harking back to um, there's some Mikey McManus. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's a, a decent blogger. And he did a thing where he's saying that basically nowadays you can't, you can't, it's not it's veered away from comedy a bit, but you can't be, you can't have a negative thought. You can't have a critical thought about anything. Because as soon as you're critical about anything, everyone jumps on the bandwagon and says, you can't say that. You can't be nasty. You can't say that about someone. So, um, but it's the same, it's the same with comedy. At work, because I work for one of the colleges in, in Cambridge, I had to do a, um, a, a discrimination, um, what was it, like a, 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 a course on... Awareness. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, an awareness course on discrimination and whether it was direct or indirect. And it was an online course. And I, you couldn't really fail it. If you failed it after about like 60 questions, you just kind of went back and then you had to do it all again. So I got about 20 questions in and I, I kind of failed pretty much 20 out of 20. So I thought, right. I will get past introduction. So I thought, right. So whatever my Is this gut swastika tattoo wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, right, well, whatever my gut reaction is, I'm just going to answer the opposite to what I, re I really believe in. <laughs> yeah. And then I passed the next 40 questions. So I actually passed it. But, man, it's so difficult. I mean, you're treading such a, a, a razor blade between... It's a generation. There's a massive right generation. Right and wrong. I, I mean, a razor blade. Yeah. The thing is, you see, I've reached an age where I can put on my application form for anything, when it says occupation, I can put curmudgeon. And, and I can say what I like. When I, when I get a crappy meal in a restaurant and they say, how was it? I won't be the one going, no, it was very nice, thank you, and not go back. I'll be going, it's shit. Go and tell the chef. To be I'm fair, not having Dave, this rubbish. To be fair, Dave, you can just blame it on dementia now. He says, just, yeah, that's, he's just, well, exactly some of just, that as well. He's just like that because he's, he's losing it a bit. He doesn't mean to be rude. Isn't that just a very English trait, though, where one speaks one's mind and speaks honestly because that well from where i'm from in yorkshire that's how people are you know if if you can't get away with being an, an idiot because everyone around you will tell you you've been an idiot stop doing that and that's how you learn yeah that's how you learn that's how you learn not to be an idiot um and so you know to me that's that's authenticity so but here in canada uh, people are very um I mean, people are generally very nice. They don't want to offend anybody or upset anybody. But but the problem with that is when you take that too far, we are, you, you, re, you reach a state where you're living a lie. This is not reality. So, you know, if, if something is crap, but you don't speak out about it, it continues to get worse. And that's yeah. where we are with society today, in, in Western society, anyway. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if this, this pervasive woke culture has infiltrated other cultures you know like i don't know if it's if it's touched south america or uh, far east asia I, I don't know i hope it doesn't because if it does i've got nowhere to move to <laughs> <laughs> 
as I don't know how much more of this I can take. You know, it's 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 getting bad. It's it's yeah. like I I I I upload every time I make a video. I, I worry. I worry. Have I gone too far? You know, have I said something that's a little bit too too much? And now you've probably noticed it when you upload a video to YouTube. You could be waiting 24 hours for them to approve it. You know that that algorithm is. You know, it's re oh, it's restricted. Oh, this has been restricted for 24 hours. What did I say? I don't remember saying anything that contentious. And and it's just this feeling that you have. You have this feeling that you are being monitored. You are being watched. You better watch what you say. You better be careful. When I think most of what I what I do in my comedy it is fairly inoffensive, you know. But but like you you said, Gary, if you have an opinion. Or was it Darren? I can't remember which one of you said it. If if you have an opinion, your audience will be split into at least 50%. 50-50 are yeah. of the same opinion and 50% are of the opposite opinion. You can't please everybody. You can't be everybody's friend. No. And at, at some point, you kind of almost have to take a stand and say, well, this is this is my point of view. Um, and I think as long, as long as you're willing to change your point of view and have someone say, well, actually, maybe you'd, if you thought about this, maybe you'd see it a different way. I think that's fine. Yeah. But but I feel like if you have an opinion, which we all do, it's just that some people don't voice it. Mm -hmm. But if you have an opinion about something, there's this fear, there's this terror of saying, well, this is what I think. And I think our problem is, especially, you know, especially if, you're, if you've got a YouTube channel, you're in the public eye. The second that you voice your opinion on something, you've created that division in your audience. It's immediate. Yeah. Whereas most people who, who aren't in the public eye and who don't ever aspire to do that, and good for them, <laughs> um, they can just say whatever they want. They can go on Facebook and have a rant and a rave and, and say this, and the same thing will happen, but they're not going to get cancelled. They're not going to lose out you know, financially and, and their credibility is not going to get knocked and people aren't going to attack them en masse. Organizations won't go after them because they're just, you know, Joe Blogs posting a, a comment. Whereas the second that you're any kind of public figure, you know, even on a small scale like, mm -hmm. like me, it, it's you've really got to watch what you say. And it, that it, it feels like you're being oppressed. It feels bad. It feels like I can't be myself. I can't create what I want. And I, and I, you know, I'm I'm beholden to this this overlord, which is Google, you know. And so it's oh no, we, this is going on YouTube, isn't it? Oh god. <laughs> but the thing is, though, Gavin, I think you're right. But it's also fair to say that it's a really good example of the antithesis of democracy because it's a distinct minority that are the yes. active and, vo and vocal yeah. ones. Uh, and they're getting their way as opposed to the majority who kind of are just sucking it up at the moment. Yeah. And so this has to come to a head at some point. This this can only go on for so long before we hit a break point in society where, you know, the emperor's new clothes have been revealed, you know. And so I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know what we all have to do. But, but I, I do have a lot of... Uh, fear at the moment for society in Western society and where all of this is going and how it's all going to play out. And that's why I'm, I'm looking at, you know, other countries possibly to escape to. You know, it it is becoming distinctly Orwellian. It is. It's beyond that now, you know, it, it's the only ray of hope though, <clears throat> is that 
there are people still fighting it and there are people still speaking out about it and making YouTube videos. And when they're not being censored, when they're clever and they manage to get, get through and reach their audience, it is making people think, yeah, this is bullshit. Why are we, why are we putting up with this crap? You know, but I think for, for as long as most people don't have to deal with it in their day-to-day -day lives, you can push it away. You can ignore it. You can be like, okay, okay, I've got to go and do this diversity course. That's absolute bullshit where they'll tell me to be less white and all this kind of crap like Coca-Cola got exposed for a couple of months back. And for most people, they're too busy. They need their job. Life's stressful enough as it is. Do I really need to take on a cause that I now have to fight, you know, to, to, to cement my, my rights? Most people can't be bothered, you know. I can't be bothered, you know. And so you sort of you you sort of forget about it and just get on with your life. But I feel that that it's coming to a head, and I feel that people are going to soon have to make a stand against against this woke nonsense and um, and draw a line in the sand and say this is this is not acceptable. I won't I won't I won't toe the line with this. It's so easy though. It's you know, well said. It's, it's so easy these days to be go under the court or whatever for discrimination it's 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 too easy to make mistakes in life i mean i i work in a regulated company I've, I've got to be careful what i say because people can just snap like that and next year under you know some sort of discrimination and things like that so unfortunately that's the site we're leading i think people have lost the art of debate and listening and believing that there are two sides I think that everyone, it, it, people have become polarised and it's like either this is right or this is right and there's no middle There's none ground. in between. There's yeah. nothing in between. So it's like, yeah. it's like, I'm not going to listen to you because I believe this. And, and what is almost always the fact is that halfway, there's a little bit of this and there's a little bit of that in the argument. No one is exactly right and exactly wrong. But because we've become... It's almost I don't know I don't I don't know what the, the the cause is I don't know what's to blame but it seems like it, it's so black and white nowadays you can't just you know you can't say I don't believe in this and have and people go okay fair enough you don't believe in it it's got to be well you're you're totally wrong I know but, I, but I do think I do think and I hope that society will reach a state which we probably reached thousands of years ago but have forgotten. I do hope that we'll reach a point where we can also, you know, see see that sort of well, you know, there's there's, a, there's an in between stage, but also acknowledge that actually two opposing viewpoints can actually both be completely right. Yeah. It just depends mm -hmm. on where which angle you're looking at it from. Yeah. Yeah. Your reality is your reality, and it's real and it's 100% factual. My reality is also 100% factual, and it's the opposing view, and you can both be right. Mm -hmm. And as long as people are just willing it's this willingness right it seems like there's a complete lack of willingness to compromise to acknowledge oh your your opinion's different well maybe maybe you're right maybe we're both right it, it's this it's this complete refusal to 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 budge or acquiesce or, or just just acknowledge that yeah you have an opposing viewpoint you're not a terrible person you, you know what i mean that that's yeah. That's what we but, need to see. Just if, be if, reasonable. If we go back, say, 20 years ago, before <clears throat> social media, we would normally be having this conversation down a pub over a pint. And I'd say something, Gavin, you might say something completely opposite. And, and then by the end of it, we'd kind of see both our 
uh, points of view, and then we start talking about football or something completely different. But the trouble either is, that or you'll be in the car park, squaring <laughs> ro- up. rolling around. Yeah, but the thing is, with social media, you know, everyone can just type what they what they want to type now, and sometimes you can't quite get across the tone of what you're trying to say in text form. And then it all kind of gets blown up out of a portion and then it all gets like very heated and, you know, quite sweary. And, and it's, it's sometimes it's a complete mess. So as much as I, I love social media, I really do. Sometimes it is almost like the, uh, the, the bane of society. It really I must is. admit, though, I feel sorry for the three people that have tuned into this and think it was a <laughs> photography podcast. Sorry, folks. You are in the right place. Normal service will be resumed in due course. I think before we go any further, actually, we need to mention Jamie's plant. I'm, I'm really impressed, Jamie. <laughs> no, mate, honestly, I'm what? really impressed. With, well, because is, is this I linked, thought he left a feather duster there. Is this linked to the last conversation? No, no, not at all. I'm oh, just okay. saying that your, your, your uh, room is coming on week by week. Thank you. It's yeah, like and last week. Week's, last week. Yeah, Where are you, the just, garage? Yeah, no. He's got it's, a bit of wallpaper is, in a frame, and, and no, a I haven't. No, 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 I haven't. In a bit of plastic. I just want the backgrounds you put on. No, James. No, no, no. Well, the ones you get free in, in Teams and Zoom that you yeah. Yeah. Like One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Like an arbitrary yeah. office somewhere. This is, this is yeah. the start of Jamie's weed farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just, I'll, I'll be off, set off about 11. I'll be there if there's weed. I'm still waiting. Well, thanks still... for noticing, uh, Gary, obviously. It's, it's very right. nice. It's an artificial plant, you know, 99 yeah. quid, cheap as chips. I've, I've yeah. wanted to mention it. From the start, really, I just I, I like the way it's coming. Thank on. you. I yeah. still haven't seen the pictures on your wall yet. That you're, you're they're not on the wall yet. No. That's why yeah. you haven't seen them. No, and the wallpaper is still in frames. In I don't know whether you know, Gavin, but every guest who comes on has to donate a picture for Jamie's wall. Mm. So oh yeah, the rules. Yeah. Can it be a, a, a postage stamp size? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Right, yeah, I'll fit it in. We've got a lot of wall space at the moment, so there's plenty of room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just a selfie. You could do a selfie. You sort of. All oh, right, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fine. That's no deal. Shall we? Shall we move on <laughs> swiftly? Right. Okay. Um, actually, let's talk about this because we were literally talking about it in the break, Darren. Um, so, due to COVID, are the UK and we'll add in here. Actually, we'll add in um, Canada as well. Due to COVID, are the UK and Canadian honeypot locations going to be overrun this year? And we, we can start this because this, Darren, you can give us your experiences because you've just been to the Lake District. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I knew it was going to be busy. Um, I, I went last weekend and the plan was for me to take my small van. I booked my small van into Coniston Coppice, which is the campsite that I always go to. I booked it in at Christmas hang and on, obviously hang January. On, hang on. Sorry, you've got a small van, a medium van and a large van. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is that what well, I've got? Well, a small van and a big van. How do you van. think you are? Lord at night. <laughs> <laughs> I am Eddie Stobart. I'm I'm looking to get a pair of vans trainers. Do you keep the small van in the stables? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, just, I, I give that's the, for the search. I, I let the chauffeur use that right, of okay. a weekend, okay. the small van. So I that, is a, that is a posh chair that you sat in there, Darren. Oh, thanks, I mate. thanks, mate. <clears throat> yeah, he gets his butler to buff it before we start the pubcast. I'll tell you a quick story. <laughs> Georgia, my daughter, she works for this guy now and they got talking. They started a couple of weeks ago. He said, oh, do you drink? We used to drink around the West End. And, she, and he said, yeah, I used to go around the West End, which is my local pub. 
And she said, uh, he said, but I stopped going there because I got really pissed off because the landlady there sold all the bloody furniture. And it was all them poxy. And uh, George actually went, well, actually, if you go around to mum and dad's, that's where all the pub furniture is. Because this used to be in the pub along with a two-seater. So, anyway, anyway yeah, sorry, anyway. going back to the late And I just so. lick the odd ashtray. I don't smoke, yeah. but, you know, it's got to be done, hasn't it? Beer for me, but never mind. Anyway, go on, Darren. So, yes, as I said, I was meant to go in the in the small van um, and I was going to throw a tent and, 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 and camp. But because they didn't open the toilets and shower blocks, you could only go in a, a motorhome or caravan if you were self-contained. So I knew that when I went to Coniston, I couldn't travel around the lakes to somewhere that's going to be fairly quiet. So I knew that I'd be going to like a fairly popular location. Ended up going to the old man of Coniston and some of the other peaks there as well. But I've never seen the campsite as busy. And I've been going there for years, all different times from Christmas, Easter, throughout the summer, autumn. The campsite was heaving. And when I you walk down from the campsite down to Coniston, there is a field which they allow people to, to, to camp on or caravans and motorhomes. That was packed like I've never seen before. And I went on my hike the, the following day and I started off on the quieter section. Um, James knows that the route very well. And the last kind of summit that I did was the Old Man of Coniston, which is fairly popular. But that up there was, I'm guessing it, it was like it was like Snowden on a, on, a, on a busy summer's day. It was heaving and heaving with people. So I'm just thinking now because of, you know, people can't travel abroad people having staycations um i just think all the honeypot locations now are going to be overrun with people i'm not saying that's a bad thing because you know people have to go somewhere but where we used to go to enjoy certain aspects for our photography i think it's going to be quite challenging this year i wouldn't generalize the lake district as a whole though because i went to the northern part on the same day and that was really quiet but where you really went really that's ten, that tends to be a quiet area doesn't it? Well, I'm that's yeah. not what I would say a touristy place is it the northern fells is not that is generally more for for your your hikers isn't it uh you possibly possibly yeah it's more the southern end I suppose you, you Wastwater end and as you say Coniston is more honeypot for photographers yeah but what I'm saying is don't rule out the northern side as well though don't rule out the rest of the lake district because all it may do is shift those people, go to the honeypot, just expand and widen selection because there's some decent places out there. No, but that's what I was saying because I was if I wasn't in the motor, that was the whole idea of me going in the smaller van. You move then, then I, yeah. I wouldn't have stayed around Coniston. I would have based myself there and then I would have shut off. But because I was trapped there in a seven metre long motorhome, I couldn't go around the little country lanes. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have taken myself off to some of the quieter fells. Mm. But don't you think that that is going to be the case this year with things like Snowdonia, the Peak District? It's, they're always going to be busy, but I think they're going to be twice as busy. I, I, I thought we saw it anyway at the end of the last lockdown, last summer. I mean, I went to Waswater and the beaches, the side there was just absolutely chocker. Yeah. Uh, again, because people were restricted, people usually go abroad, are being confined to going to 
uh, British area. So uh, yeah, I saw it creeping in last year, and yeah, I didn't I, think we'll, we'll see. I that. think the thing is that irritates the locals certainly around here, and I'm guessing if you live in the Lake District similarly, is that usually the honeypot locations are pretty busy because there's lots of enthusiastic hikers, and why not? But the sort of people that would otherwise be throwing up outside a bar in Benidorm are going yeah. to Argos and buying a festival kit yeah. that they just come and spend 48 hours with and then leave it behind. Yeah. And, yeah. and frankly, anybody who actually gets caught doing that is very likely to get literally lynched. Um, and, you know, the annoying thing is you, you never catch them at it. But my local beach here... When I'm out and about with a dog at the weekend, last summer I was finding crap in the, in the dunes. You know the sort of stuff that I photograph on a Saturday morning and then stick on Facebook? It, it was like a rubbish tip. And, and it will be the same yes. again in the next few months. And it's, you know, it's not hard to... It, it's, it's sad, it's tragic that you've got an attitude that if you come to Snowdonia, you'll be lucky to escape with all your tyres not slashed. Oh. From the perspective of the locals, the sort of scumbags that come here have got to not be surprised when their tyres get slashed because they park everywhere, they literally shit on the side of the road. People have seen them doing it. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it, the local plod are doing their best. I mean, they're, you know, knocking mm. on doors and saying, come along, mate, move along, because you, you can't stop here on the side of the road. But it, it's... Uh, it's you're right, Darren. It's going to be pretty poor because it certainly was last summer. That said, even though we live in a very small country, there is still, as James says, so many areas you, where you can mm. find a bit of solitude. Yeah. And uh, same goes for Snowdonia. And Snowdonia is what less than a quarter of the size of the lakes. Yeah. And yet there's yeah. still so many hundreds of thousands of acres where you you won't see another person. Mm. So don't don't lose heart. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not telling anyone where to go, <laughs> yeah. unless they pay me. Well, I'll, go, I'll do guiding. <laughs> I was going to say, available. I don't think it's just, I don't think it's just the honeypot locations. I don't think it's just Snowdonia and the Lake District and the Peak District. I think there are even the smaller places, like I've said this before, but there's there's a, a really small, um, like, N, uh, what is it, an NNDR near where I live. Really small area of natural beauty. Yeah, really small nature reserve. Really, really small. And it is full every weekend. And it never used to be. Literally, before the pandemic, no one knew of it. No one was interested in it. No one would go there. Now it's full. It's, there's rubbish everywhere. There's barbecues. People having picnics. And I, I just think, yeah, you're right. There are still some uh, places, but Everyone's just overrunning everywhere at the moment. Has anyone seen Paul Messner's recent video about wild camping? Yeah, yeah. I was going because, to mention that, actually. Yeah, I mean, they're actually using thermal imaging cameras yeah. to find people, and they go up on quad bikes and, and toss them off, so to speak. Oh, really? <laughs> Where's this? For that? Pay, what about is that? You do you pay extra for that. <laughs> that is a premium uh, service. Hey, good morning. <laughs> But, but seriously, I mean, because wild camping is illegal in England and Wales yeah. and it's tolerated uh, under certain circumstances. Uh, and, you know, the people that do wild camping are well aware of what those circumstances are. The people that don't do it as a rule are not aware. Um, so on the plus side, 
you know, they're likely to get run off with the equivalent of pitchforks and lanterns. So I'm hoping to be around getting a bit of interest in B-roll. <laughs> Some people go running down the valley with a mob after them, you know, like one of them <laughs> Hammer films from the 70s when your mum let you stay up late. Uh, and Benny they Hill. used to shoot it, yeah, but they used to <laughs> shoot it as if it was night, but you could tell it was shot in the day. All they'd done yeah. is just take the yeah. gain down a bit. Yeah. Uh, are you finding the same issue in Canada, Gavin? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Ba basically, my policy is now this year, after last year, is to not leave the house in July or August. Really? Because, <clears throat> well, I mean, as, as I was saying before we started this, uh, we, we're not allowed to leave Vancouver Island at the moment. So, but assuming that even in the summer, they lift those rules and we're allowed to, to leave and people are allowed to come. Um, last year, you, you, can't even, you can't even get on a ferry. You, people would miss the last ferry at night and then they'd stay in the lineup in their vehicle until 6 a.m. the next day to be in the lineup for the next group of ferries. And even then they might have to wait for the fourth or fifth ferry. So it's, it's just, it's, it's got to the point where it, you should just not leave your house. You know, you should just, just stay home in the summer because it's so busy. Um, but it, it's still possible to, like you were saying, to pick locations. As a rule now, just avoid the national parks do your online research, find new locations that either hardly any tourists ever go to or it's just photographers that go there. And even and this is kind of one of the, th the reasons why I've been hiking a lot more is because it takes a bit more effort to find that solitude and find that peace and get away from the crowds. I, I didn't used to like hiking, but last year I had to embrace it because it was the only way to get away from the crowds. So I've been spending a lot of time this year doing research of locations that are outside of any kind of park system. So they're lesser known. You can wild camp, you can fly a drone because they're not inside the national park. And, and yes, they're a lot more effort. There's, there's a lot more grief, there's a lot more planning involved and your chances of failure are pretty good. But there's nobody there. You know, you're not mm. stepping on people's turds and stuff like that and warring over parking spots and, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's bad. It, it's, it wasn't until the pandemic that I realised just how many people leave the country in, in the summer. Because, yeah. you know, before that, if you'd have said to me, what do you think the percentage is? You know, I would have said, well, I guess that there's probably just as many people who leave the country and, and travel abroad as there is tourists coming in. You know, I'd, I would say that they would cancel each other out. But clearly, it's not the case. Cl clearly, more people leave in the summer than come in because I have never seen the national parks as busy as they were last year i've never seen it like banff national park has been getting busier year after year after year yeah. last year was the busiest i have ever seen it and it to the point where they were closing roads at 6 a.m i you know we arrived at moraine lake the only time you're going to get to moraine lake is to set off at 4 a.m now each year it gets the, the, the time gets earlier, earlier and earlier and earlier. And they were turning people away at 6 a.m. before the sun had even risen. It's and probably it going just... to end up like Zion, where you actually have a raffle as to who gets a pass <clears throat> for the day. I, I, I think mean, it that... will. 
Yeah, yeah, and the problem that we had last year, and I, I really hope they don't do this this year because it is so idiotic. There's just no science behind this at all. What they would do in Banff is half of the campgrounds were closed. They were just closed, right? And then the ones that were open had half the amount of spaces, mm -hmm. even though each little campsite is 60 feet away from the other one. So, like, if we're talking about social distancing, we don't need to worry about that. But they decided in their wisdom, no, we're better off just having only half of the, the spaces available in the campground. Maybe it was infrastructure, maybe they just couldn't staff it, right? Maybe there was a, a valid reason, but it just seems so stupid because the park had never been busier and yet you've removed 50% of the infrastructure. You cannot deal with the influx of people. So my, my policy this year is to just completely avoid the national parks. Plus I had a bad experience last week when Uncle Grumpy and I went to Tofino. I got pissed off with that. Basically, we we followed all the rules. We we knew that if, if you if you try and camp in your vehicle overnight inside the park, you, you're just asking for trouble, right? And they they've been strict about that ever since I've been coming to Vancouver Island. It, first time I came is 2006. They've always been strict about that, as they should. Like, you don't want it turning to shit like some of the places you just ex explained there. So I'm, I, I fully support that. And that is why we camped outside of the park. So you drive half an hour outside of the park, you find a, a, a service road, which has a sign clearly saying, camping is allowed in your vehicle. You, you are allowed to camp on this. So that's what we did. Two nights we did that. On the mornings, because we wanted to shoot the sunrise, we arrived at the camp at the uh, at the beach where which is inside the park about half an hour before the towaway time so the towaway time is 11 p.m. at night till 6 a.m. so to to deter people from camping right which like as I, as i said i agree with that but we turned up half an hour early right because we wanted to get up the hill big deal actually on the first day we turned up bang on 6 a.m. on the second day half an hour early so we hiked up the hill, did our sunrise shoot, vlogged it, you know, came back down. I've got a $200 ticket on, on the windscreen and it said, vehicle used for accommodation. And I, I was up the bloody hill, mm. you know, and it really pissed me off because <clears throat> like I, what do I do in my videos? I promote the national parks all of the time. I've been doing this for years. And even before I started doing videos with my photography, promoting the national parks I, I don't expect to get paid for it i don't even need a thank you but what what i wouldn't mind is a bit of respect when i'm following the rules although you could argue oh you, you can't you, you parked there 30 minutes early you weren't following the rules slap on the wrist but I, to, to come down and, and get a 200 dollar ticket when you've you've really been careful to do the right thing it just pissed, pissed me off mm. and so I, I emailed this this ticket bylaw officer and complained about it and explained you know i'm a bit, bit pissed off i'm being treated this way you know when you think about what i do for the parks and you think about that we fact that we followed the rules and we were we did everything right and he was so belligerent and actually lectured me about you're not supposed to be traveling and this that and the other and i'm like no essential travel is travel for work this is what i do for work so i'm having to justify myself to this idiot this this self-righteous little prick who's just you know 
the probably the worst kind of human being because why why would you want to be someone who writes out these angry tickets, sticks them on people? Why would you want to do that job? Knowing that everyone he watches hates this. I'd, I'd be careful. He's, he's I don't one of give our a main shit. commenters. I, I hope he watches it because I've already, I've already, I've already replied to him and told him exactly what I think of him, and I've forwarded the email to the people at Parks Canada that I know watch my channel. So, t- to me, like, r- you have to have rules, you have to enforce rules, but you also have to be a reasonable human being and not treat people with absolute disrespect and and assume the worst. Don't assume that you know what I'm doing or that, that I'm committing some kind of crime, you know, when in fact I, I'm following the rules and I'm being a goody two-shoes about it. That kind of thing just pisses me off. And so that was my most recent experience of being in a national park. I, I, you know, I think I'll take a break. I think, I think it, I'll avoid the national parks. It's going back to what we were saying, it's either black or white. There's no grey in between here, is there? There's no, there's no being reasonable. Like when these people issue a ticket, they already have an assumption that you are a problem. There's this there's this negative assumption that, oh, I'm not dealing with a human being here. I'm just I'm just dealing with a problem. This is a problem person. They you know and they may assume that because they've had a bad experience before, as, as I'm sure they do. Like if you're a bylaw officer in a national park, you are probably dealing with dickheads all the time. And probably absolute scum who just leave shit everywhere, make a mess, a disrespectful drunk, throw throw their beer bottles around, just the worst kind of shit, right? You're probably dealing with that. And if you've been dealing with that for years, <clears throat> you're probably going to be assuming that most people are like that. It's probably jaded you and, and warped you into this negative state. But the proof is you're, you're wrong to assume that, you know, like... We were there with all of the best intentions, talking about how wonderful and beautiful this place is, you know, taking beautiful photographs of it, creating this enchanting story and vlog all about this wonderful location, only to then get down and be like, oh, yeah, it's not that wonderful because you've got to deal with this shit, you know. So I, I'm done. I'm sulking about it. I'm gonna have a massive sulk. Oh, welcome to our fiftieth podcast. Can I just say, it's so refreshing to have somebody on the podcast that can outrant Gary. It's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> they should have their own channel, shouldn't they? Yeah. The old Gits channel. If you've just joined us, welcome to the Gavin Harcastle therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> get it all out get it all out come on is there anything else get it all out um and i, I do get what you, i totally get your point it, it's like and the worst thing is is that guy's probably turned up five minutes before six o'clock you know it's hiding yeah. in the bush you know like yeah. Yeah. i'm gonna get him more i'm gonna likely. get him yeah. more than likely and it's, it's yeah it's, it's a sad indictment i think of how things are nowadays isn't it it really is yeah but I have to say that when I was driving to, to work the other day and I heard that um, Spain is going to reopen its borders, I think, on the 1st of June, Yay, I yes. did give it a little Go. one of them in the van. Yeah, no. we, should, we should have a whip round and offer some free tickets so they can piss off to Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Mega muff, here we come. We'll get off. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, where were we? Um, should we rename this? Podcast? You've lost control, gone. Gary. You've completely lost control. <laughs> it's gone. This, this it's is, this is not your finest hour. No, sorry. <laughs> well, do you know what, actually? Last week, I got told I spoke too much. Someone actually said in the You're comments... You're overcompensating. Someone said in the comments, it's the Gary Norman show. 
right? It was coming. So I was like, it was coming. Yeah, you deserve well, it. Sorry. All right. Well, I thought this week now. Yeah, that was me under my pen name. <laughs> <laughs> John Mona lot. Free for all, mate. Well, Melissa to David. I'll tell you what, Dave, what do you want to talk about next? The, the list of comments is up, the list of topics up here, so just take a pick. Uh, 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 I don't know. <laughs> so, moving on. Gavin, you got a new book out. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked, actually, oh. because uh, I just happened to have, <laughs> weirdly, a copy of Chasing Awe with Gavin Hardcastle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Looks so shiny and nice, eh? Look I'll have that. one of them. Yeah, so, so I mean, out of the uh, the group that I've got now, like, really, who who should I... Who should I sign this to? Like, who deserves it the most, really? I'll have one as well, Gav. Me, me, me and Dave. Well, there's, there's, there's only one going out. I mean, these, these aren't cheap, you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's get real. We share it, Daz. We share it. You have the All first. Right. first it, won't take me long, it won't take me long to scan through it, and I'll just chuck it in the post. <laughs> So shall I shall I just put everybody's name on there? Pubcast, oh, and then yeah. we'll share it. Yeah, we'll we share it around the podcast, yeah, and then we can have idea. a charity raffle. Fact, yeah, that's a good idea. We could we, we could photocopy it, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, those those pictures have been fine on the photograph. A photocopy. Yeah, straight down yeah, the yeah, yeah, car yeah. boot sale this Sunday yeah. morning. Yeah. Copy and paste it. That's it. <laughs> Readers hey. Digest will want a copy. Hey, behave yourself. They'll I don't want to. I don't have to send in the uh, the bailiffs. Mark read his wine. Well, if bailiffs are involved, definitely, definitely send it to Dave. <laughs> right, there we go. So, here we go. So, I've got it here. So, Show to Gary... It. Show us it. Prove. To Gary... Well, you, can you see it there? Just... To Gary, Big D, Jamie, Darren and James. Does that sound, does that sound good? Can we have five kisses as well, We've changed our mind now. We don't actually want it. We wanted Adam Gibbs once. Only in its 12th printing. I thought you were Tom Eaton. (laughs) Well, I mean, his book's, you know, it's a bit bit nicer than mine, but, you know, whatever. This is what you're getting. Right, Cheers, so that, that, thank you. So that's that's absolutely free to you guys, plus oh, wow. $1,000 shipping. Okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> that's Dave's daily rate, so we'll pay that. We will sort you I'll out. So, for I'll sure. sort that out. Yeah. Leave that with me, boys. I'm in charge of merch. Oh, and uh, you know, if, if, uh, if the viewers would like to order their own copy, uh, it's phototripper.com. There's a link in the description of below. Of course, yes. I there must, will be. I must put that in. Yes, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, joking aside, tell us a little bit about the book. Yeah, come on. Rather sell than it. just like, yeah, yeah what's it's what's from, Gavin? Well, I mean, aside from absolutely spectacular photography, I mean, like, Given. You know, astounding photography, aside from that, what makes this book so special is the story that accompanies each image. And then underneath each image, I've also got tech notes that explain exactly how I put that image together. But really, it's the stories. It's that intimate look into my life and my adventures. <laughs> There's a link in the description. Very, very good. When you said tech notes, I thought you said techno. Yeah. Te- and te- I, te- I, I might have gone with that. I was might have gone with that. Is there an interesting forward by any chance? There is a forward by some guy called Adam Gibbs. He was just Who the he? cheapest I could find. Uh, just the cheapest guy I could find, and he just did a forward for me. And uh, yeah, if you watch my last vlog, he, he reads out a little bit, 
little bit from that forward yeah. there, and it's uh, it's quite amusing. Okay. It's quite a good uh, it's quite a good little forward actually. We've heard of him, yeah. It Tony is, Blair's yes. brother mm. and Zelda's brother. I can vouch yeah. for that. I mean, he didn't he didn't ask me to do one for his book, which I thought was a bit rude, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> I gave him some real estate in my book because I'm just that kind of guy, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're just nice like that, aren't you? I, I am giving, yeah. Yeah. very giving. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> All right, well, now we've now we've moved on from the advert. I mean, we've literally sold our soul, by the way, everyone. We sold our soul. We never used to do this. What's going to on? Like devil. when Rob Alton came on, we didn't sell his book, did he? Did we? <laughs> you know, what's the story? We didn't say go and people are interesting ladybird books. That's right. <laughs> go and watch Rich and Gems videos. We never did that now, but Gavin comes on. Yeah, I tell you what, Gavin. Actually, where's my discount voucher code for the, the for the F4? That's what I want to know. Shall we? Well, I'm just thinking, Gal. Are we going to end this part now? No. <laughs> no. You had enough, Dan. We haven't been going long enough. Have we not? No. Oh, I thought no, we had. I was looking, I was By the time he's edited, we've only got about ten minutes so far. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, and that's sorry, Gavin's Gal. book. I'll... Oh, no, that's yeah, what I thought. End, end it on Gavin's book and yeah. then uh, no, no. start part two. No, right, no okay. we're still going. No, Stop still interfering. Going. He's running the show. No, I know. We're not doing two parts, are we? Do you know what we're going to Yeah. Yeah, we are, yeah. I'm, you... I'm off at half seven. No, you'll be right till quarter to eight. I am. Half seven? Half <laughs> <Half laughs> seven? Come on, we better yeah, end, two hours. end this part five? now. That's what I was thinking. It's ten to seven oh, now. Okay, well, thanks for watching, everyone. It's been brilliant. This week. <laughs> I hope you've had a great time. We've, we've done in. like twenty-five minutes worth of video here, <laughs> but you know, I you've enjoyed it. I mean, I'm totally lost control. Um, we'll, we'll, I tell you what. I tell you what. We'll all see you next time, shall we? Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Everyone, say bye. 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 See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye bye. Right now, now that he's gone, let's talk more about my book. Yeah. <laughs>